Welcome back to fourth and very long back for another week and man we did not think things could get any crazier than they did a week ago but as usual we were very wrong. Cleveland dismantled the Bengals with ease in their first game without OBJ. Titans upsetting the Rams in LA and Josh Allen versus Josh Allen with well, the Jaguars, Josh Allen, coming out on top in that one. We have got a whole lot to break down today. I am Sam Graham with the whole crew here with me. This is Fourth and Very Long. Lots of intriguing matchups this past weekend, even more intriguing results in those games. Bryce, break down this past weekend. Who were our week nine winners? Look, there was a lot of great things from this past week, but the best thing from the past week wasn't a player, it wasn't a team, but it was in a conference. That's right, the AFC went off against the NFC. The only head-to-head -head AFC loss versus the NFC is where the Giants beat the Raiders by one touchdown. The AFC won eight games, while the NFC, like I said, only won one game. And look, there was other games, of course, like the 49ers the Cardinals and the Bills versus Jags, but those aren't really against the, either conference. Those are just AFC versus AFC and NFC versus NFC. Look, let's look at some notable games that the AFC won over the NFC. We looked, had the Titans over the Rams in the first game without Derrick Henry, and then we had the Broncos win over the Cowboys and Dak Prescott's first game without a calf strain. And then we had the Chiefs versus the Packers and Aaron Rodgers was out for that game. And look, we talked about it on the previous podcast about how the NFC was just top-heavy, and a lot of those top-heavy teams lost against the AFC like the Rams, like the Cowboys, and like the Packers. And look, previously I thought the NFC was a better conference, but the AFC continues to play consistent football throughout the top and bottom of the conference, Then they are clearly the better conference compared to the NFC. And we didn't even talk about the Browns and the Bengals who played each other, who are clearly better than a lot of teams in the NFC. And look, we didn't even talk about the best team in the AFC, the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, I'm just kidding. They aren't the best team in the AFC, but there is a lot of potential for the AFC going forward, and I'd like to see how they do compared to the NFC for the rest of the season. Definitely want to hone in on that Browns-Bengals game, AFC versus AFC matchup there. The Browns in their first contest without OBJ, they soared winning that one 41-16. So the question has to be asked, who is the problem in Cleveland? I'd like to start by saying my boy Baker did it a week late. Made me look stupid last week, but this week he came through, got the big dub like a new Baker would. Helps that Nick Chubb also went off. Mm. Nick Chubb is, well, Nick Chubb was back. I definitely think OBJ was the problem in Cleveland. Look, you have a guy like Baker who's just a good quarterback. You have a good team. You can't be a star player. That's not how the Browns work, not how they operate. OBJ wasn't a good fit, and honestly, OBJ wasn't playing like star OBJ. Connor, look, I have to ask you, OBJ might have been the problem, but why did the Browns not trade him at the trade deadline if he was a problem like they saying he was? Because they're paying him lots of money for someone who isn't putting out. I just want to say, when they first traded him to the Browns, his statistics and his numbers are basically like the same. So I don't know what happened. I think it's the Browns doing it. You know what, they ha what happened this year? He's only played... 49% of snaps. He usually plays 94 to 95%. I think that's why he's not getting the ball. They're not putting him in. Well, I mean, here's, here's what I want to say, honing in on, like, what Connor said. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that just one week after his departure, the Browns won by their largest margin of the season, 
land 41 on the Bengals, who we've been talking about just two weeks ago, how that defense is much improved. I, I feel like Baker is at his best, throwing 20 to 25 passes a game, airing it out from you know time to time, but not on a consistent basis, and that is not an environment that Odell Beckham Jr. can thrive in. So while I, you know, I don't think Odell is washed, I don't think he's a bad player, I just don't think that that was the organization for him. The Browns are going to always be much better relying on their run game and their defense. Control time of possession without having to rely on airing it out. I don't think we can put too much stock into this Browns-Bengals game just for the, just for the fact that they lost to the Jets the week before, and the Jets balled out on them on offense. They popped off. I mean, yeah, the Browns popped off against the Bengals. Maybe it's just the Bengals are bad. Maybe they're just hitting the downfall now. And who picked them out of the top 10 two weeks ago? Who put them 12th? Now I think they're sitting at 19th. They're really slipping down there. With the winning record? Yeah, but who picked it? They're 5-4. and four. Wow. So ESPN hasn't finishing with a losing record. I think there's a lot of doubt about the Bengals right now around the around the world right now. I think it's because they're so they're so young. We don't really know what to expect. They can be the best team or they can be the worst team. It's similar to the Ravens, but the Ravens have been pulling it off. Apparently. The AFC North is wild right oh, it's, now. It's wild, all right. And I mean, no more OBJ. The Browns seem better off for it. I mean, they're nine and five without him since he ended up in Cleveland. I mean, compare that to what they did when he did play. It's not even close. 14 and 15, that's a 48% win percentage versus 64% when he wasn't on the field. I mean, it's not close. They're just, they're better without OBJ. It wasn't a good fit, and it was time to move on from him. I mean, possibly, but what if they're just not passing the ball when he's on the field? I mean, if you're not passing the ball when he's on the field, that's just a waste of space. I mean, I agree. He needs to get open before he gets the ball. I feel like he's open. There's been lots of videos he's just wide open. Well, wide open. They don't Baker's just not looking his way. Yeah, I don't think he is. I think the Browns don't like him. I mean, his, his father posted an 11-minute video of just plays where he was open but didn't get the ball thrown his way. So clearly there was some disconnect there. Well, where do you guys think he's going to go? We just, we just switched topics right now. Where do you guys think he's going to go? I mean, they're saying a lot, they're talking about a lot of the Packers league wide. I, I would I would have to agree. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers, a very very talented QB. I mean, his record speaks for himself. And pairing him up with Devontae Adams would be an absolutely great fit. He wouldn't have to be the primary receiver going up against primary cornerbacks. I mean, it seems like a great fit to me, and I agree with the rest of the league. Here's here's the thing. You, you got and then this. I'll let you go. Okay. What are we seeing right now with Aaron Rodgers? And I like Aaron Rodgers overall. But he is a diva. OBJ is a diva. They don't have space for two divas on the same roster, much less on the same offense sharing the field. And if we're being honest, I don't think Devontae Adams would be a huge fan of that either. Let's, let me take over right there. If OBJ is upset because he's not getting enough targets now, how is he going to feel on a team with Devontae Adams who touches the ball almost as much as Aaron Rodgers does? I mean, I agree. I think I don't think he's going to go to Green Bay. I think he's going to go to the Patriots. If he does go to Green Bay, he will be awful. That's what. I, hear me out. We've got New England on the I table. I got New England on the table just because big market, and he'll be the star player for sure. I mean, Mac Jones is solid, but he's not a star player right now. He can come into it, but maybe that's what they want. They want a big receiver that can air the ball out to him. I think that's a perfect fit for him. I mean, no. they're also in the playoff picture right now, so that yeah. would fit another one of his demands. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I I like the Patriots pick. I mean, I I think. Bill Belichick would, I mean, get the absolute most out of his potential. And, I mean, let's look at another star receiver that ended up in New England after a lot of people thought he was washed up. 
Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. How did that go? Pretty darn well. Yeah. So I like that move. My only concern would be Mac Jones and just the unevenness week to week because mm-hmm. he wants those touches. And with a young quarterback, a lot of times you're going to be encouraged to spread the ball around a lot, which is what he's done so far and what they've been most successful at. So while he would be far and above the best receiver, I'm just not sure how many touches he would get immediately. I think if he was willing to stick it out and stay for a year or two, I think the touches would come, but I don't know that they would come immediately. You know, I like the Patriots pick. I can see that happening. Bill Belichick has an insane way of just getting good players. But I think the best place for Odell to end up is Atlanta. Big city, perfect fit. Matty Ice, a great QB. We've seen it before. He can play great. Calvin Ridley just, you know, just last week decided he's going to step away for the rest of the year. There's an opening there. Yeah. Kyle Pitts is their best receiver right Atlanta now. Atlanta is not out of the playoff picture. They're they're in it. They're they, seventh. They're in it right now. I mean, Somehow. they're in a position where maybe you bring in Odell to an experienced quarterback, a big city. They're already in the playoff picture. Maybe he elevates them a step higher up to kind of where the Saints are. I mean, that could be that could be really fun. That could be fun to watch. It could be good. But I mean, their defense a little iffy, but they they'll they'll come around. But another one we can't we can't just ignore is the Raiders. I mean, obviously just lost Henry Ruggs, and they're gonna need to replace him somehow. Darren Waller can't do it all over there. And I'll tell you what, Darren Waller does not get the deep pass that much compared to what OBJ would get. And I think that's what they're missing. Derek Carr is having a great season. I think if you get a good receiver, it could be huge. There's just so many places that would be so fun to watch. OBJN that aren't Green Bay and the well <laughs> that aren't Green Bay and I think the Browns were so far down on that list that that just was doomed from the start I know his numbers were similar when he was first starting out then he had the injury it just didn't quite work out after that for whatever reason that may be it might have come from within the locker room but I think just I, I want so badly to see him in a Seattle or a Vegas or an Atlanta I kind of like the Rams pick a little bit I know they're already loaded at receiver but just an offense with an experienced quarterback not afraid to air it out I just think that that would be so much fun for us to watch Seattle would be awesome to watch if you just get DK DK and OBJ ball Tyler out Lockett, they'd be fighting Tyler for the Lockett best lost. highlight reel of the week one of yeah. the best arms in the entire league in Russell Wilson mm-hmm. I mean my goodness that would be fun be throwing a lot of NFC teams out here let's let's uh check back in on the AFC talking the Titans we're talking the Bills one team trending up one trending down let's start with the up let's start with the Titans got a huge win Sunday night football over the Rams no Derrick Henry didn't seem to matter too much the defense stepped up Best game of the year. So, with that win, are the Titans the new favorites in the AFC? Uh, I don't think so. I think there's still some things to see. I don't want to count the Bills out. The Ravens are trending up. Look, they just lost Derrick Henry. It was their first week without him. They had something to prove. They had to prove that they can still win NFL games. So, they were fired up. They came out ready to play ball. The Rams kind of didn't look that good. No. Two... Terrible picks for Matt Stafford. I think the Titans had a great game, but I don't know if it's sustainable or not. Buffalo is the better team. I think they have more talent, just a better defense as well, and probably even a better offense now without Derrick Henry. They just stepped up. They stepped up against the Rams. I watched the whole game. It was very sad to watch. But, yeah, they stepped up, and they got to win. I don't think they can do it consistently, but we'll have to see. But, I mean, they are doing it consistently. 
Longest they, active winning streak in the NFL now, five games. Well, yes, but this is the first game they had without Derrick Henry. I feel like this is a new era now for them. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, look, I mean, the Titans do have the easiest remaining schedule in football. So if they if they are the favorites to win the AFC, they definitely have a good reason to be the favorites in the AFC. But the Bills also do have an easy remaining schedule. So it is hard to compare the two. Yeah, I mean, they, they both have very easy schedules. The Titans, I mean, they've had to prove themselves a little bit more in the first half of the season. You know, the Bills, it's kind of easy the whole way throughout. Titans already have a couple good wins on their resume. They're battle-tested. I think to go in there and to have a game plan that has you ready to win, and I, I mean, I know we can't ignore all the penalties for the Rams. I think it, it ended up 15 for over 100 yards, I believe, maybe 12 yeah. for over 100 yards. It, it, ridiculous. That's not what we've come to expect of the Rams and Matt Stafford's probably worst game of the year. But I just think to go into that environment without one of the best players in the entire world and come out with a win, it's not easy. It's not easy. So I mean, I, I think at the very least I have to tip my hat to Mike Vrabel for that, for that game plan and just hope that he comes ready to go against the Saints this week with the same type of attitude. I'd have to agree. I think the Titans are better than – as a team, the Titans are better than anyone expected, but I don't see them as the clear-cut favorite in the AFC. Well, let's, let's turn to the team then that was the clear-cut favorite in the AFC heading into the week. They were 5-2 and two coming in. They left 5-3. and three. The Buffalo Bills lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Upset of the year, possibly. A kicking match. Josh Allen dominating Josh Allen. It asks the question, are the Bills getting complacent? They looked rough against the Dolphins a week ago. Is their schedule too easy? Will they be ready come playoff time? I think it's obvious that it is. You don't lose to one of the worst teams in the NFL when you have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and all the other cast of the Bills' amazing team. Their defense, we thought it still is one of the best defenses, if not the best. It's just hard to wrap your head around the fact that they lost to the Jacksonville Jags, other than their schedule is just too easy. I think they're just getting complacent. Yeah, and the more I watch the Bills, the more I kind of realize they're almost similar to the the Chiefs. I know I know that's kind of hard to say, but the only difference between the Chiefs and the Bills that I see is that the Bills' defense is actually very good. And, and the Bills are good, and the Chiefs are not, but anyway. <laughs> we'll get to that later. I still have them as the favorite just because – the schedule is very easy, and I think they'll make the playoffs no matter what, even if it's a wild card. And once they get there, they're going to come up and play. I, I can see them going to the Super Bowl, honestly, with that team. They just got to step it up step it up on the offensive sides and not go be, like, lackadaisical when it comes to their offense. Yeah, I mean, we have to be fair here. We can't overreact from just one loss. I mean, we have to remember the Titans lost to the Jets. They're 7-2. and two. They're, you know, on the top of the AFC. It happens any given Sunday, and this season's been weirder than most. They're absolutely not doomed. A loss to the Jaguars doesn't end their season. Every game in the NFL counts the same. But it's, it's a little worrisome for me because they're so talented and they're so complete, and you just have to wonder if they feel like they're in a constant trap game. They're not ready. And, you know, when you're the Buffalo Bills, you're getting the best out of each of these teams week in and week out. You have to still be ready because these teams are still talented. Mm -hmm. I mean, the worst team in the NFL is still professional football players exclusively. I was about to say, like, they all go through the NFL draft the same way as any other team. So what makes them different? They're just – it's just chemistry, little things like that. Obviously, some teams have more talent, but they're all pros. The Bills are obviously probably the best team 
but they just gotta they gotta keep it together. They're, they've been they've been lacking. It's not their defense. Their defense is playing great. It's just their offense. Just some things are not clicking. But I think with more time, things are gonna start working for them. Yeah, the lack of the run game has definitely plagued them in the past couple games and. With the easy schedule, it gives them time to experiment with the run game and definitely try and figure things out. I mean, Josh Allen also had a lot of turnovers in that Jacksonville game, and he also just struggled in general. So the good thing about an easy schedule, he doesn't really have to prep for teams like the Bucks. He can definitely prepare for teams like the Dolphins and say, I'm going to try new things, I'm going to try and experiment, and hopefully come back a better player and hopefully connect with Stephon Diggs more than he has in the, before the rest of the season. Yeah, he's, he's been a bit of a non-factor. The Bills do get to play the Bucks. They have them coming up on the schedule, so certainly not a trap game there. You have to hope that they'll bring their A game. Certainly a whole lot to digest here. More to come on fourth and very long. The Chiefs and the Packers had a tough game this past weekend. Patriots now winners of three straight and own the seventh spot in the AFC playoff race. And Russell Wilson set to return in week 10 against the Packers. Is there still hope for the Seahawks? Answers to all that and more coming up. Don't go anywhere. All right, what's up, guys? You know, every week we have my hot take of the week. I'm going to throw it out there. What do you guys think I'm going to say? Because I, I know I, last, last week I gave you guys a little hint, but I want you guys to throw a guess out there. Bryce gave us something interesting to chew on when he, I mean, I know it was a joke, when he said the Jaguars were the best team in the AFC. I don't think it's going to be that. God, But I, I think it's going to be ridiculous. I mean, I have to agree. I, I have a feeling you might be trying to talk about Mike White, but you never know. I mean, Nez is always cooking up something crazy, so we'll just have to wait and see. He All likes right. the NFC. I'm thinking something in the NFC. Wrong. I'm actually going give to give a hint. It's going to be AFC. Any, any guesses here? Guess a team. It's a team. It's a team. I swear to God, if the Colts are the, the number one team in the AFC, I'm really... It, it, can't, be the, it can't be the Colts. It can't be the Colts. It can't be the Colts. It can't, right? Y'all ready? Oh, it's about the Y'all ready? No way. Hear me out. Give it to Hear us. Hear me out, boys. I seriously think the Patriots can be Super Bowl contenders. And I'm not just saying that like this year, I'm saying for the next three years. I know that's not super crazy, but I think it is pretty crazy just because. Oh, it's crazy. It's, pretty it's crazy. crazy. They're yeah. five and four right now, but they're they, not a good team. They've won their past four out of five, and they lost to OT against Dallas. And Dallas, people could say they're a Super Bowl contending team. They, were, they had a close game against the Bucks. I think they're legit, honestly. Um, now we see why he wants Odell to go to the Patriots so they can make his hot take <laughs> seem a little colder. Head. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. it all, it all makes sense guy. now. I no. Think it all I makes think sense. Help. Stop it. Help no. 100%. Stop it. No. No. Well, give me, give me, give me some things. I mean, Matt Jones is playing really well. I mean, he's playing the best out of the rookie QBs by far, even though Justin Fields has been playing better as of recently. I mean, Matt Jones is balling, and the – Patriots are playing well. All right. Let, let, no, I'm sorry. Okay. I can't let that go. Mac Jones. He's not balling. Balling? I don't know if He's I can get behind seven. that. Now, he has over 2,000 yards. I'll give him that. But the throws are easy. His completion percentage is high, but the throws are easy. A he, QBR of 48.9? He has 10 touchdowns to seven interceptions. He is staying within his means. He's doing exactly what he needs to do. Do you know who the Patriots have lost to? The Dolphins. It was the first week. 
You the can't base Saints, off the first week. who you think are not good. They're not that good. And that was that was with Jameis, and Jameis is better than what the quarterbacks they have now. They beat the Panthers, who Sam Graham. You'll be the first to say the Panthers are bad. But they listen, beat the Chargers, who have been on a cold streak. And they whooped the Jets. They whooped the Jets, but you guys can't you guys can't admit that they're not balling out right now. They're trending up, and I think the teams that have good runs in the postseason are the teams that really keep, uh, pick it up in the middle and they finish strong. I think I think they have a serious chance of going to the Super Bowl this year because their defense is so, so solid. They lead the NFL in picks. No! Can, they have a very good shot at making the playoffs, and they are not making it to the Super Bowl. Why? Who's going to stop them? I, I want to... The Ravens, the no, Bills, no. the Titans, the Colts even! The Chargers, the, Chargers the Raiders, just whooped them. the Chiefs, we just, the, the Bills. The Patriots just whooped the Chargers. They, not whooped. They, they did not whoop. They won they by three. They it was... It was a three-point game. Whooped. Three points. That, a win's a win. It doesn't matter what much you're Can I step in? Because I want to try to save you, Nez. I really want to try to save you. No. Because I don't like, – I think I'm kind of big on the Patriots the last couple weeks. They have won four out of the last five, and they're finding, they're finding how to win with this team. So I, I don't want you to just throw away the Patriots I, by saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl when they're not. They, they, they don't have that much talent on the roster. We can't say that. Who we can't say who that. Who do you think will go to the Super Bowl then? Two teams, name them right now. I like Tampa Bay in the NFC. Okay. And right now, I like the Titans in the AFC. The thing is, NFC, the Bucks won by two, two against the. It's an Patriots. emotional game. Oh, okay. And the Bills lost by the three. The Super Bowl is an emotional game too. <laughs> buddy. Tom Brady's first time back in Gillette. It doesn't matter. That's an emotional game. That's he's an emotional, emotional guy. Game. Not he's to Tom Brady. He's, he's been there so seven of them. Tom Brady. He has Listen. played more Super Bowls than games against the Patriots in Gillette. Okay, I bet if the Bucks, <laughs> they do play the Browns, the Titans, the Bills, the and the Colts, and then the Bills again. So their schedule is pretty tough I'm for the rest of the this. season. If they make the playoffs with that tough of a schedule. They will win the Super Bowl. I am saying it now. They will win the Super Bowl if they make the playoffs, and that's an if. Because they have a tough so schedule coming So you are saying, up. come Super Bowl, if they're playing against the Rams, they win the Super Bowl. I mean, with their defense, it's Stop very talking. possible. Stop talking. It's very possible. No, no, okay. But the Patriots being a top <laughs> AFC team would be a much better argument than the top-heavy NFC, which, despite this week, has just been better. The NFC has just been better. This top year. heavy, definitely better at the top. Yeah, I, I just I want to walk this back because you mm-hmm. you just said that if they make the playoffs, if they get in, well, yeah, then they'll yeah. be a super. So you're not even convinced they're going to make the playoffs, but you're ready to say that they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. I think when it comes time to it, their defense is going to ball out, and I think defenses win championships. Honestly, can I ask you He's something? Play the Chiefs. Yeah, <laughs> they'll ball out against the. They'll beat the Chiefs. Can I ask you? Is this? Because your first – all right, week one, we talked about Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. I was right. And I know that that went to your head because Carson Wentz has played well since then, and Jonathan Taylor's been an absolute beast. I'll be the first person to say that. Yep. I know everybody oh. saw my reel. So <laughs> – 14,000. I, I know that went to your head. Is this a take that you actually believe in? It's 15,000, by the way. 15,000. my fault. <laughs> I honestly think this could happen. Obviously, no. it's a hot take. No. It's not supposed to be, like – Legit. I last week, last week I had Cooper Cup. Everyone's like, "Oh, that was so boring." Like Cooper Cup is playing like MVP. Obviously, I'm gonna say what I say now because I think it can happen. Not saying it will happen, but Jonathan Taylor first week, I said it. He's gonna be better than Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry gets hurt. Boom. Who's better now? 
Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, because Derrick Henry can't play. <laughs> Next, Cooper Cup. I say he's going to have an MVP year, and he, he had, like, a 100-yard game again. again. So, guys, I, I think I'm just trending. I'm trending up. All I'm saying is, Connor's picks, over four last week. I'm going to bring it up right now. I know what I'm talking about. So you're saying that you're the Messiah right now. I'd like I am. to officially apologize to the Jaguars, the Broncos, <laughs> and also... Every team in the NFL. Also the Titans. And the Chiefs. For my disrespect to you in my locks last week, I was shown that it is the NFL and you are still capable of winning football games. But the Patriots are not winning the Super Bowl. Okay, I did say... I did start off with Super Bowl contenders. I said Super Bowl contenders... And that's where I'm going to I'm gonna say there. I'm not going to say they're going to win. I'm going to say they're Super Bowl contenders. They have a chance to go, to possibly win. But I think they're going to make it far in the playoffs. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it right now. Do you know who else is trending up? The Falcons. Do you think the Falcons are going to win? Totally different. Totally different. Totally different. Look, all right. Let's first talk about getting to the playoffs. Because yeah. we just talked about how, how tough their schedule is. And, and we had this on for a, a later question. But we're just going to talk about it now. The Patriots are trending up right now. That's without debate. Four out of the last five. Damian Harris is running really well. But, I mean, looking through the AFC, look how deep it is. This is who, th- these are the teams they're battling with. There's three wild card spots. Those three wild card spots are going to go down to the Raiders, Steelers, Patriots, Chiefs, Browns, Bengals, the Colts, who knows, maybe even the Broncos. That's eight teams plus the four that currently lead their division. I know. I understand how it works. Half those teams are trending downwards, and half those teams are trending upwards, and I think the Patriots are one of the teams that are trending upwards, and they're going to get that spot. They can win a couple games in the playoff and maybe find a way to make it to the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying 100% Super Bowl contenders, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm saying they have a good chance of it happening. Look, you come out with this kind of hot take. All I'm saying is you got to be ready to defend it. All right, I, I have. They won have, the last five. They're one loss in the past five games. <laughs> I fought, and we're going to see this week. They're going to smack. Who are they playing? The Browns. They're playing the Browns. They're playing the Browns. They're playing not, the Browns. That's they a great game. That's a perfect segue. I, thank you for that, You're guys. Welcome. You're thank welcome. you for making my job easier. We're going to talk about the Patriots and the Browns. This is a huge game for both teams. They both, uh, you know, have made – well, the Patriots making strides over the past couple weeks. The Browns looking like a whole other team, like a weight had been lifted off their shoulders this past weekend. Who needs this game more? I don't want to know who's going to win. We'll talk about that later. But who needs it more? Patriots. You know why? Because I want them to make the Super Bowl. Um, I'm just kidding. I think the Patriots actually do need this win more because their schedule actually gets pretty tough. So I'm not just saying that because my take. I'm saying it because they need it if they're going to make the playoffs. But their defense is playing consistent all year. I don't know if the Browns can counter it, but we'll have to see. They do lead the, uh, the NFL in picks. I said that earlier. So I think it's going to be a good game, but I have, the, I have the Patriots winning this one. I think the Browns need it bad. Looking at their schedule, they play the Patriots. They get a week against the Lions, so hopefully they win that game. And then they play the Ravens twice. That's two wins. The Raiders. The pa- Shut up. <laughs> Don't talk to me. No, no, stop it. They play the Ravens twice. The Raiders, the Packers, the Steelers, and then the Bengals. Yeah, I agree. The Browns need it more. And here's why. Because I, I actually have to agree with you here. I have, to, I have to give you some props. Because I think the Patriots are firmly one of the teams leading the race for the wild card. Mm-hmm. They have some tough games on the schedule. Overall, it's a little easier than the Browns' schedule. The Browns are locked in a battle in the toughest division in the AFC. 
every win means so much for them. And, and even more so, I mean, this is important in the sense of, all right, look at what they did against the Bengals in their first game without OBJ. But what are they going to do in their second game? Because if they go out there and they lay an egg against the Patriots, everybody starts looking back at Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield. All the attention turns away from OBJ, and it turns back on looking down on the Browns organization. So they really need this win. I think the Patriots definitely need this win more. Uh, their, their remaining schedule is pretty tough, just like the Browns, and they're still just like a developing team. I mean, the Browns, Browns core has been together for longer, and Mac Jones needs this win just to build on the momentum he's already built in the past couple of games. I Before we switch topics, we always say AFC North is a battle, but no one's really talking about the AFC West as much as the North. It is tight. They all have five wins, every single one of them. And I, I don't see a clear favorite. We have the Chargers, the, the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Broncos. And the Broncos, actually not playing too bad right now. So Broncos I, showed up. They showed up. Bring it here up we, here we go again. He's, he's hitting us with the segue again. We're going to have to give you a raise. Uh, you're killing it over there. <laughs> so the Chiefs defeated the Packers 13-7 this past weekend. Obviously, you're right. The AFC West has been a total battle as well. Now, obviously, Aaron Rodgers absent from this one. And certainly not the best outing for the Chiefs. But there are a lot of positives to take away from that one. Defense forced turnovers. Patrick Mahomes avoided turnovers. Those are two huge wins for this organization. So are the Chiefs right back on track? Connor, I can see the gears yeah. in your head turning. Can't wait for this one. Are the right Chiefs here. right back on track for a playoff push after this week's win against the Packers? I said it two weeks ago, and I'll say it again. The Chiefs are not making the playoffs. The AFC is too stacked. The Chiefs are too bad this year. They aren't going to do it. They simply will not. This is the second week in a row they've won a game. But it has not looked like a good win. It is not. I mean, it's Green Bay. The, without the, okay, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but still, you can't just say, oh, without this, without that. It they took beat the Patrick, Cardinals without Devontae Adams. It took Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to not have any turnovers to finally have people think they're back. The Chiefs aren't back. They're not making the playoffs. They are. You know what? Don't. They might be the worst team in the AFC West. The, AFC the West? Broncos might be better than the Chiefs this year. All right, here, hear me out. So you're saying Patrick Mahomes has to play like normal Patrick Mahomes to think that they're back? Patrick Mahomes has to play like a decent quarterback who doesn't throw picks every game. Okay. I would just like to go on the record. Who did you all pick to win that Packers-Chiefs game last week? I picked the Packers. I did pick the Packers as well. Why did you guys do that? Because I thought... I thought the man's Jordan Les was going to pop off. I had a little more I faith. was wrong. That's why we're fourth and very long. We're very, very wrong. I had four wrong picks last week. All, all three of my locks and my four, one upset. Fourth and very long. Four, very long, long. Maybe he did it on purpose. I, look, Chiefs fans, they should feel better after this weekend. They did. Now, I'm still worried. They should still be worried. Absolutely. Patrick Mahomes by no means played well. But what we talk about, what we've talked about every week, what everybody's talking about every week, are his turnovers. This was the first game since week one against the Browns that he went into a game, he made it through the whole game, not one turnover. They themselves forced a couple of turnovers on defense. They held the, uh, they held the Packers to just two of 12 on third down. So when they can get teams off the field, they give the offense a chance to play to their potential and win games. The Chargers are trending downward. The Broncos aren't good. And the Raiders... That's probably true. They, they get a chance to beat the Raiders this week. Here's the thing. The Chargers lose this week, and the Chiefs beat the Raiders. Guess who's number one in the AFC West? They are. I said it's Still the Chargers because they own a tiebreaker. But the Chiefs <laughs> are tied with the Chargers for first in the AFC West. I said it 
two weeks ago that this game against the Raiders makes or breaks the Chiefs' season. I'm sticking by that. Well, if they win this game against the Raiders, they have a shot at making the playoffs. And if they don't, there's no shot. They're not going to the playoffs. The Chiefs are bad this year, period. The thing is, the Raiders are also playing very bad. They just lost to the Giants. The, the Giants. I almost cussed. I almost said the effing Giants, but I didn't. The Giants. No, who also almost lost to the Giants? The Chiefs! So almost is almost. a big word. Almost is a huge word. They didn't lose. They it won. It took some real just... They had horrible calls from the refs oh. and a field goal in the last two minutes. Doesn't matter. One, they won. Two, the Raiders lost by seven. It wasn't even like a field goal in the last couple seconds. They lost. And I think the Chiefs are going to beat the Raiders by at least 10 this weekend. We just talked about how the AFC West, all of them have five wins. Looking at it, the Chiefs are one in four in conference. Plain. You know who's four oh, yeah. one? The Raiders. The Chiefs are bad. They're not going to win. Okay. They're not going to win this week. They're not going to make it to the playoffs. The Chiefs are bad. The thing is, you said this since the beginning of our podcast, and all they've done since the beginning of our podcast is won. won. Barely. Doesn't matter, barely. Win's a win. Win's a win. The Jacksonville Jaguars barely beat the Bills, but they beat the Bills. In the NFL, a win is a win. Pretty or not. We both know that game against the Giants shook the Chiefs. Come playoff time, it doesn't matter who you beat as long as you beat them. Yep. Doesn't matter who you lost to. Every win counts the same. There's no rankings. It's not college football. You're assuming they make the playoffs. I'm just. I'm saying this for any team. I'm saying this for the Bills, for the Titans, for anybody. They all matter the same. I mean, it applies to the Chiefs too, because it doesn't matter if they barely beat the Chiefs or if they barely beat the Giants. They still beat the Giants. That's still a win on their record. I mean, what's crazy is that the Chiefs do not play a team with a losing record the rest of the year. I mean, their schedule is absolutely brutal. The toughest in the NFL. So if they are going to make the playoffs, they have to play a little better, honestly, because the rest of their schedule has been a little so-so so far. So we're just going to have to wait and see how the Chiefs perform. I mean, I, this is so unfair. This the last thing I'm going to say. We'll, we'll move on. But this is just so unfair to the Kansas City Chiefs. Can you repeat that stat again, Bryce? That they, they don't play a team with a losing record the rest of the year. We've talked several times about the easiness of the Buccaneers and the Bills' schedules. How did this happen? How does Tom Brady get such an easy schedule while Patrick Mahomes has to go through the ringer every week? He finally catches a break this week because Aaron Rodgers just happens to not be unvaccinated and had to miss the game. But, I mean, who in the NFL front office let this happen? I mean, Tom Brady has been in the He's in working the magic. Yeah. He's working magic. He's anyway. working some magic over there. <laughs> Staying out west, we're going to move back to the NFC. We're talking Russell Wilson being back for the Seahawks game this week against the Packers. We all cannot wait to watch that one. Who knows? Odell Beckham Jr. could be playing for one of these teams come this weekend. They're both on the radar. We talked about both of them already. But can Wilson make the Seahawks playoff contenders again? They're just a game out of the playoff race right now. No, they can't. He can't. He's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the best. Do they have a chance? Yes. Is it likely? No. They're three and five. I know Atlanta's four and four, but their team is kind of kind of in shambles right now. I mean, they're not playing very good. I know they had Geno in, but I don't know. Decaf, DK Metcalf is not getting many. Uh, Many no, I like that, decaf. Decaf, I like that. <laughs> yeah, decaf. I did not mean to do keep that. that in. Keep that in. But uh, he's not playing very well. Tadlock has been playing pretty good. I'll give him that. But their running back game, is Chris Carson going to come back ever? We don't know. He's been IR. I think he might play this week, possibly. If he plays, they might beat the Packers. We'll see. But 
I don't know. I, I don't see him beating the Packers this week if they don't have a healthy Chris Carson. I absolutely believe Russell Wilson can get them back to the playoffs. This is an opposite story to the Chiefs. I think Russell Wilson... Look, your arguments for the Chiefs this whole season is they have a great offense, they have a great quarterback, and Russell Wilson has just been doing it longer. Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL ever. He's coming out with a fire. We've seen him sitting on that sideline. He's been just blowing away all of his doctors on his recovery period. We didn't think he'd be back for weeks, and here he is starting again. Russell Wilson is ready to come back, ready to play. DK and Tyler Lockett, they're hungry to go back to their old standards. I think the Seahawks want to be back in, and I think they'll find a way. And a very top-heavy NFC, that leaves a lot of room for some bottom teams to catch up. I agree with you. Russell Wilson is... I give him like a top three quarterback all time, possibly. Possibly. But that's not my hot take. They are three and five. I don't like how you go, oh, this three and five team, they have a great chance to make a playoff. Do the you want to know why? The five and four team have a terrible chance if to make the playoffs. If you watch the Seahawks, <laughs> that makes no they sense. play just as good as the Chiefs with Geno. I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Here's the thing. I mean, Russell Wilson, was, he was absolutely balling before he got hurt. Ten touchdowns to one interception. I mean, that's through four and a half games. So I know there's injury questions in the running, the running back room like you just touched on. And the schedule certainly isn't the friendliest. They're in a really tough division. But, I mean, they're competing with the Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Vikings, and 49ers for the six and seven seeds in the NFC. Now, you can't tell me that they're not one of the two best teams in that scenario. Now, I think the Saints get one of those wild card spots. And I think so ultimately, I think it comes down to the Vikings, Niners, and Seahawks for the last one. The Niners have looked awful the last couple weeks. The Vikings can't win in a close game. I, I don't see how any of those teams keep the Seahawks and Russell Wilson out. See, I agree with you that they may be the better team, but their schedule is much harder than those teams. Because, look, for him coming back, he has to play – Green Bay, and then the Cardinals. And I'm sure he's got to play the Rams again sometime in there. I haven't looked into it, but they have to play again. I just don't I don't see him pulling it off. That's, I think that's three losses to add on to the thing. I don't think they're going to go 9-8 and eight and make the playoffs. That's I mean, the Seahawks are one of the best teams to play at home, like, ever. I mean, that stadium is crazy. So I, I think them beating the Cardinals at home is very realistic. And Aaron Rodgers might not play this weekend. He says there's a chance he might not play, but does he really know anything at this point? I don't think so. So I think the Seahawks definitely have a great chance of beating the Packers. Doesn't know anything. Wins MVP. Hey. (laughs) Russell Wilson is an NFL MVP quarterback. Yeah. He has absolutely every chance to make the playoffs. And if he does, I think we need to start talking about him for MVP. Absolutely. A couple of wide open playoff races. We're going to take our second and final break of the show when we come back. Power rankings, week 10 locks and upset alerts. We're going to pick big games from the week. Whole lot more to get through. So little time to do it. We will be right back here on fourth and very long. All right, welcome back. Third and final segment here. Week three of the fourth and very long podcast. We're starting out. I know you guys have all been looking forward to this one. It's the Sam Graham Power Rankings, the third edition. Well, the third published edition. 
Like we did last week, we're gonna start with the outside looking in. This is the tier of, you know, they didn't quite make the cut, but there's still hope. So here we're gonna look at the Chargers, Steelers, Patriots. Chargers fall out of the top 10 despite a win. It was a lackluster effort against the Eagles, saved by Justin Herbert. Defense is terrible, they're out. For the Steelers, Roethlisberger, he's the only starting quarterback to not throw an interception since week five and has six touchdowns over that span, but a win over the Bears doesn't really do it for me. Not impressive enough to get in the top 10. And finally, the Patriots, they are one of the hottest teams in football they've been rising every single week it's worth noting I had him at 21 just three weeks ago but they still don't quite get over the hump we'll see about maybe this week moving into the fun stuff the top 10 Starting at number 10, it is the 5-4 Browns making their first appearance in quite a few weeks in the top 10. Browns offense looked nearly the most efficient it has all season in a blowout win over the Bengals. Questions leading into this game surrounding, you know, Baker Odell being the problem. Baker showed out doing his part, one of his better games of the year as they leaned on their run game and defense to get the win. Moving into number 9, we're staying in the AFC. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. Stop it. They move up one spot. I know that the Chiefs may not have necessarily earned the right to move up a spot, but the Chargers were severely unimpressive ahead of them, and the Chiefs have some things to feel good about coming out of this win. Defense was able to force turnovers, get the Packers off the field. Patrick Mahomes avoids a turnover for the first time in a while. They're at nine. Moving to number eight, it's the six and two Ravens. Possibly a little low being at number eight with only two losses. But a little bit of uneven play. I'm tired of seeing Lamar Jackson get hyped up for digging himself out of a hole that he himself creates. Justin Tucker's the MVP of that team, and I am tired of Lamar testing his leg week in and week out. Number seven, it's the Cowboys. They slip a spot after a disappointing loss to the Broncos. I give them a little bit of a slide because it's Dak's first game back. No need to be worried if you're a Cowboys fan. They're still six and two, completely in charge of that division. And Tyron Smith also missed the game, one of the best O-linemen in the game in the NFL. At number six, fell more than any other team in the NFL. They were number two last week. They really let me down. It's the Buffalo Bills. Came out on the bottom end of the Josh Allen Bowl. The Bills' Josh Allen was just severely underwhelming. You cannot turn the ball over three times and expect to win. I mean, that second half effort was very disappointing. And when you look at this game compared to the Dolphins game last week, they have looked really, really complacent. I'm not happy with them. They stay in the top 10, but they're down four spots. At number five, a team that's trending upward, it's the Tennessee Titans. They are now seven and two, sporting the best record in the AFC. The defense has moved up to another level in the past couple weeks. They've taken the ball from the other team's six straight games. Mike Vrabel, possibly the best coach in the NFL right now. Sky is the limit for this team with their toughest games behind them in four of their final eight games coming against the Texans twice, the Jags, and the Dolphins. At number four, it's the Packers. They slipped just a spot after a tough loss to the Chiefs. Obviously, without Aaron Rodgers, they didn't look great, but it didn't seem like they really set Jordan Love up for success there, throwing the ball 34 times versus just 25 runs. I thought their game plan would rely a lot heavier on the run as it did a week ago against the Cardinals, but I'm not an NFL coach and that's not what Matt LaFleur elected to do. Into the top three, the best of the best. Number three is the Rams, seven and two. They slipped from number one to number three after a loss to the Titans. They got in trouble committing turnovers, really couldn't get out of their own way this week. 12 penalties for 115 yards, and Matt Stafford really struggled against an opportunistic Titans defense. They'll get Von Miller back likely in this Week 10 matchup against the 49ers. They're very much in the race for the top spot in the NFC West, but this was a disappointing loss this past week. 
And number two, the Bucs used the bye week to their advantage. Tom Brady, who should be now leading the MVP race after some sloppy play from some of his fellow contenders, he gets ready to kick things into gear in an ultra easy back end of the season. The 44-year-old, I'm sure, really enjoyed a nice little rest in the middle of his season. And finally, back where they were two weeks ago, at number one is the Arizona Cardinals. They are 8-1, the best record in the NFL. The stats speak for themselves. They're without Kyler Murray, without out DeAndre Hopkins without AJ Green doesn't matter James Conner carries them he's leading the NFL in total touchdowns with 11 they get a win over the Niners in easy fashion they sit at number one look Sam I see the top 10 but I gotta ask about the outside team looking in and the Chargers I mean they won their game and also ESPN hasn't projected to finish 13 and 4 in their recent rankings I mean I just can't see a team that's projected to go 13 and 4 to be outside the top 10 right now that's ESPN FPI, right? The Football Power Index? I know it is. So the Football Power Index thinks that the Florida Gators, who have a losing record, are one of the 10 best teams in college football. So we're going to go ahead and discount the FPI right now. Looking at the Chargers, they have looked awful the last couple weeks. Nobody can argue that. Justin Herbert had a really good game this week. He saved their butts against the Philadelphia Eagles, who have three wins on the season. They're awful. They have the wor- one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. And if we're being honest, they are maxing out the potential of guys like Austin Eckler and Mike Williams. Those guys are not as good as the stats they're putting up. Justin Herbert is a really talented quarterback. And long term, this team is going to make playoff runs. They're going to have success. But right now, he needs some more help. And he's not going to get it on a week-to-week basis. And he's sure as heck not getting it from his defense. Would you say that, okay, what you just said about the defense. So you think the defense is too weak to help carry them to potentially like a it, Super Bowl or an AFC championship game? They definitely can't carry. And I don't think Justin Herbert is there on a consistent basis to do that himself. Also, Mike Williams has been playing awful, completely awful these past, like, I think four weeks. Just not good. I don't know what happened to him. He just, I don't, he's just not getting the ball. They have been sucking. The and I, I mean, they have Keenan Allen. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, he's their only option. Yeah. But, I mean, they traded away Hunter Henry, so it gets them a little bit thinner. I mean, I know they have Jared Cook, but he's not the best tight end. Yeah. So I, I think that they looked really strong at the start of the year because those guys came out ready to ball, ready to game, and they did that. But eventually the shine wears off and a guy like Mike Williams returns to being Mike Williams. It's the same way that Patrick Mahomes is going to return to being Patrick Mahomes, just in the opposite direction. I have a – this is kind of like a theoretical, I guess. So the Cowboys, they lost Dak's first game back. Is there going to be an excuse if Russ loses his first game back? Or is there no excuse because it's Russ for the Seahawks? The important difference here is that they're not in the top ten. They're 3-5, and five and their entire success relies on Russ being good. Well, yes. The Cowboys have other pieces. Well, yes, but we're talking about – I know the last segment, I don't mean to bring back last segment, but we're all saying we think, oh, they're going to make the playoffs. Well, we, if they they, they got to be in the top ten if they're going to make the playoffs, right? The Seahawks? Yeah. Well, they actually don't have to be in the top ten because 14 teams make the playoffs. But, <laughs> I mean, the play, they don't pick the playoffs. They don't, they don't pick who's going to play in the playoffs through uh, ten weeks. Off of the fourth and very long. <laughs> they don't pick them off the Graham's uh, power rankings? They Sadly, do they don't. I've been, I've been emailing ESPN. They don't seem to be listening to me. I guess they're, uh, you know, sending my mail to junk mail. But yeah, the power ranking curse is very real. The power uh, ranking curse is real, and I, I – 
Connor apologized earlier. I had to do my due diligence as well and apologize to my top three teams last week. That was the Rams. Remind me at number two, I believe I had the Bills, of oh. course. And then number three was the Packers. All three of those teams lost. So it, it may be real. Past two weeks, your number one have lost both times. Cardinals lose the Packers. And then you have Rams lose the Titans. Cardinals are back. Are they going to go 8-2 this week? We'll have to Ooh, find the out. Cardinals we'll will not out. lose to the Panthers this week. Oh. Sam. They will <laughs> not. Know, Sam Darnold is terrible. We see the we see Sam the Darnold's lines. not playing. Sam Darnold's not playing. That's actually oh, probably gonna a good Sam thing Sam Graham's for them, top man. pick loves to lose. And who does he pick this week? Whoever's playing the Carolina Panthers. You know, I'll I, keep my opinion on this power ranking short and sweet. Ravens should be higher. They're going to be higher. Chiefs don't know why they're in the top ten. Everything else is probably all right. But see, but you can agree with me on the Ravens that to this point they haven't necessarily shown that they're better than number eight. They're they can be, and I agree with you there. But but we we got to we got to see more than a three point game winning field goal against the Vikings and to the Lions and the Lions. They they don't perform against bad teams. I mean it's just it's I mean they perform against good teams. But when they play bad teams, it's like, oh, well, they might lose. And I got I to gotta say, I can handle the criticism from you guys, obviously. I put out these power rankings. I put the Chiefs in them every week, and I know that you're going to be mad about that. But I, that's not what hurts me. What hurts me that I've created some sort of universal curse that I've spoken into existence, and that I'm now using this curse to benefit my hometown team. That hurts my feelings. <laughs> Are you a fan or aren't you? I am a fan. But I didn't create the curse. I can't help that the number one team. You will mark losing. it. You will notice a lack of my talk about the Ravens game this week because I am terrified. <laughs> I can't wait for the Ravens to beat the Dolphins. The Chiefs play the Raiders, and the Chiefs are going to beat the Raiders, and the Chiefs are going to go above the Ravens in the power rankings next week, and it's going to be so funny to hear. You know, I gotta say. That is exactly what would happen in the power rankings if that scenario <laughs> takes place. I know. That's why I said it. Well, so it's a good you've thing got the my hopes up now. Lose. You've oh. got my hopes up now. You've got my hopes up now. Um, obviously, you never know what's going to happen in the NFL, and next week's top ten could look vastly different from this week. The one thing we do know is the number one's probably going to be different. So we got locks and upsets. We're going to turn the mic over to our friend, Connor McCoy. He went 0 for 4 last the semi-professional week. semi-professional getting every lock and his one upset wrong. Uh, let's start out with Cardinals. They're beating the Panthers. Uh, last week, the Cardinals played great. It was amazing. Two weeks ago, the Packers. It was a little blip. They're going to be all right. Next up, last week, another blip. The Bills beat the Jets. It's a lock. Don't worry about it. Trust me, I'm on the hype wave of Mike White, but the Bills beat the Jets, period. Final lock, Cowboys beat the Falcons. Another losing team. I know, but the Cowboys are beating the Falcons. Cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFC, which is a very good place to be. Falcons are struggling. They don't win. My upset of the week is the Saints beating the Titans. The Saints are hungry right now. The Saints can look good. They've played good. The Titans, I've just said, they they came out last week ready to play, ready to prove something. They proved it. I don't know if they keep proving it this week. I think the Saints, they're going to win. They're going to help themselves secure a playoff spot. It's going to be awesome. I don't think it's going to be a close game, by the way. Saints, you're going to need to pull something out in the last two minutes. I mean, I I agree with these, 
But I can. There's a world. There's a world that the Bills lose to the Jets, and I'm only saying this for one reason. I'll be. I'll be the first person to cheer on Mike White if he beats <laughs> the Bills. That'd be awesome. See, the Jets are better than the Jags. Personally, I think that True. I don't know if that's super mm-hmm. argue. Um, True. Yeah. So, mm. and the Jags beat the Bills. If the Bills play the Jags this week, do you think the Jags win again? No, but. It's the NFL. We don't know anymore. They're all pros. They're all good. We don't know. I mean, for the most part, this is this is, this is pretty solid. I'd agree with these, but if you go 0 for 4, I'm going to roast the crap out of you. I, I, I'll say that I think the Jaguars for the Bills are a more problematic matchup because the Jets, they're going to stay in a game based on their offense, if anything. Yeah. They can put up. They can get up and down the field. They can move really quickly. I mean, Mike White can make all the throws. He looked really good on the, the one drive that he did play against the Colts last week. The Jags obviously rely way more on their defense. That's how they won this past week. I know, I know it's funny to say the Jags defense, but that's how they won. They forced three turnovers. They made Josh Allen look absolutely terrible. Well, he, looked Allen like, he looked like Josh Allen. Well, yeah. Josh Allen, the quarterback, looked like Josh Allen from two years ago, three years ago. When the Bills were still bad. Exactly. And so I, I think the Jags do pose a tougher matchup just because the Bills offense is not performing where it needs to. I think they'll be okay against the Jets this week because they will run all over that Jets defense. They should come in with a renewed focus. I really like that lock because I think that this is a blowout. But Cowboys-Falcons, Falcons just came off a big win, and the Cowboys are coming off a huge loss. So I don't know about that. That's See, a lock. the Cowboys lost this game to the Broncos, have a pretty good defense, yeah? Yeah. Which the Falcons do not have. The Falcons... They don't, they don't match up well against the Cowboys' defense. The Cowboys' offense, this is a great matchup for Dak to get back in the swing of things. Ezekiel Elliott's going to run all over that field. Dak's going to be throwing the ball crazy. C.D. Lamb going to get another highlight deep touchdown pass. It's going to be just a spectacle to watch the Cowboys win this game. I right think now. they win by 14 points. 14? I, I like his lock because I think the one way you can beat the Cowboys is by getting pressure on Dak Prescott. That's how the Broncos beat them last week. Which they I, got to Dak. I do not see the Falcons pressuring Dak Prescott. Their front seven's one of the worst in the NFL. They're not good at getting to the quarterback. And Tyron Smith has a possibility to be back. And obviously the Cowboys have one of the better offensive lines in the entire league. So I'm just not sure. While I think the Falcons are trending upward, I don't, I don't know about the feasibility of this Falcons team beating the Cowboys. We can say the same thing about the Broncos, though. The Broncos, terrible not terrible, but pretty bad offense, we could say. I'd, I'd, I'd say they dropped 30 on the Cowboys. That's but not easy to do. The Cowboys' defense plays well when they can turn the other team over, thanks in large part to Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, but he hasn't been producing like he used to. Well, no, because it's hard to get an interception well, yeah. every week in the NFL. Yeah. But if they can't turn the other team over, they look like their defense from last year. They're still giving up tons of yards. I mean, Javante Williams, he's a really good running back, rookie running back out of North Carolina for the Broncos. He had a really good game this week. He ran all over that defense, and the Cowboys weren't able to turn him over. When you have a really good offense, you just need some turnovers to come your way, and games suddenly become easy. Or if you're the one turning the ball over, it becomes very difficult to win a game. With that, we are going to move towards towards our final segment of the week. This is our game picks. We're starting out Saints at the Titans. We obviously we already got Connor's take on this. But for everybody else, Saints, Titans, how are we feeling this week? I am going to go with the Titans here. I know I usually i am not rooting for the Titans, but after a win against the Rams, 
I had to give him some respect as a Rams fan. I'm, I think the I think the Titans are gonna pull off a win here against the Saints. Yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree with Connor and also go with the Titans. I mean, the Titans are at home, and the Saints don't really have an answer at QB right now. So I think the Titans are definitely a pretty easy pick here against the Saints. Defense is hot. Longest active winning streak in the league does belong to the Titans. Moving on, Browns at the Patriots. Huge AFC matchup here. Connor, we'll start off with you. Who gets the win? I think my boy Baker brings it through for him again. Browns. I got the Patriots, obviously. If I want them to be a Super Bowl contenders, I need them to win this game. Yeah, I, I think is this, this is a tough game for sure, but I think I'm going to go with the Browns. I think they keep the momentum going from last weekend, just keep building on a season. Patriots have won three in a row. Browns will face their second game without OBJ. Should certainly be an interesting one there. Vikings will travel to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Who do we like in this one? I like the Vikings here. I think Kirk Cousins has been playing actually very well this year. I know the 3-5 and five record doesn't show that, but the Chargers are struggling. The Vikings, I think they can pull it off. Prospect of Dalvin Cook against the Chargers defense is a terrifying one, but... I think the Chargers are going to come back to their old ways. I think the Chargers pull out a win. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with, you, with the Chargers as well. I think the Vikings still haven't really put anything together yet. And I'm not sure what time the game is, but Kirk Cousins does not do well in prime time. So I'm going to have to go with the Chargers as well. Vikings have been within one score in each of their five losses this season. Important to note, might be time for them to get over the hump there. Looking at the Seahawks and the Packers, Russell Wilson's return, Aaron Rodgers may or may not play. That might affect your picks, but as it stands right now, let's assume he's going to play. Who do we like? If Aaron Rodgers plays, I pick the Packers. If he doesn't, I still pick the Packers because I think the Packers are the better team, even with Russell Wilson in. And I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that now. I'm gonna say that forever. I'm gonna have to disagree. I'm gonna definitely pick the Seahawks to win this game with Russell Wilson coming back. I mean, he's got a lot of fire going for him right now, and they need a win to keep him alive in the playoff race. So I'm gonna have to go with the Seahawks. Either way, this is gonna be a great game to watch. It's gonna be a fun one, but I have the Seahawks winning this. Russell Wilson was on fire when he did play in those first four and a half games. 72% completion percentage, one of the best in the NFL. Finally, let's look at the big one. Battle out west, the Chiefs and the Raiders. Who gets the win in this game of the week? You already know my answer. The Raiders win this. The Chiefs better find a way to win. If they don't, their season is done. If the Chiefs defense plays like it did in their previous game, I don't see a way the Raiders can win. I, I, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Chiefs by 20. That's the pick. All right. Well, certainly a whole lot to look forward to once again here as we move into week 10. Maybe we'll see a lot sorted out. We'll see if predictions can finally come true. Can Connor finally predict something right? We will just have to wait and see. Ravens taking on the Dolphins on Thursday Night Football tonight. Cannot wait for another week of NFL action. And we on the fourth and very long podcast will be back with you next week.